Welcome to another episode of Mac and Joe Talk on a Podcast. Hello everyone, thanks for joining us for another episode. We are a day late, so it's our apologies. Our schedule has been a little bit crazy the last couple days or so, but we promised we'd be back on a regular basis and here we are. We're not a dollar short, so to speak. We're a, day, we're a day late, but we're not a dollar short. Correct. Um, we have a. I, I promised you guys I'd get through some of your fan questions, so I have written down a number of them. Love these questions. We're going to try and get through, so please continue to send your questions in. I do want to note that a lot of the big news that happened last week was towards the end of the week, and because of the prep work that takes to go into the show every week, a lot of that news is going to get pushed on until next week. So next week's show is going to basically be exclusively um, detailing Star Wars Celebration. Um, there was a bunch of news that came out for Episode Nine that came out for The Mandalorian. Yep. Also, Disney had a presentation for Disney Plus as well as the end of last week. Um, so we're going to kind of recap almost all of that news exclusively next week. So if you're looking for for that news, come back for next week's show again just because of the, the amount of time it takes to kind of put this show together. We weren't able to get to everything uh, this past week, but we do have a good show. We got a lot of good news, got some book recommendations. We're going to continue our MCU countdown. Yep. Um, And as I promised, we're going to get through our questions right now. So this is a general question. In honor of Batman's 80th anniversary, arguably the most iconic character to come from a comic book from graphic novels, depending on who you ask. Um, I thought it would be a cool thing to, what is your favorite Batman story? Whether it's a graphic novel, whether it's a film, whether it's a TV show, um, many mediums that this character has crossed over into and has influenced artists Absolutely. of generations. Um, so you didn't introduce me yet, though, buddy. Everyone knows who you are. Okay, no, right. no special guest this week. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the dynamic duo is back. So in honor Batman of that, and you know, Robin. There we Da-da. go. I'm Batman, if we're going to go with that analogy. <laughs> uh, so, Joe, what is your favorite Batman story, and in what medium is it? Um, I have a feeling it's going to be a film. Yeah, one, I mean, you're it's... you're more into the films, and that's fine. I am more into the films. Um, I didn't really read graphic novels, or nor did I really watch the TV shows, the TV shows very much. Um, mm-hmm. I am... There, the the theme song to the '80s Batman TV show does hold a special place in my heart. From when my dad used to watch the TV show, you know, that's a cool. Yeah. So that one, I have I have fond memories of my dad watching that when I was growing up. I didn't really get into the TV show though, you know, with the Pam, the Pow, the Shazam, and not Shazam, but you get the idea. Right, right, right. We'll get to Shazam in a little bit. Yeah, that was a a good teaser. That was. But if I had to pick my favorite Batman story, I mean, this for those of you who know me, this isn't really much as a surprise and this isn't really a cop-out. This is just my favorite rendition of the Batman story, and that is the Christopher Nolan trilogy. Um, That's no big surprise um, probably to Mac. He probably knew I was going to pick that. But I I really didn't watch the animated series very much growing up. It really didn't um, resonate with me until, you know, I really didn't get into the TV shows very much growing up. Um, but, I mean, it's – Christopher Nolan's adaptation was beyond epic. It's, it's every actor and actress was appropriately cast. 
I love the story he told. I love the actors and actresses that were in it. They, they really, um, it really was kind of a no brainer for me in terms of choosing a Batman story. Um, I know you have a more diverse Batman uh, experience than I, so let's, yeah, I let's will, hear yours. I will say uh, it may be an obvious choice that uh, you picked that, but I think it's an appropriate choice. I think it's a good choice. Um, to the general public, the the love and the acknowledgement of Batman had waned a little bit, especially after Batman oh, and Robin. Joel uh, so Christopher Nolan kind of did bring that back into popular culture. He did. Um, while loyalists of the graphic novels and, and the character will always harken back to those novels and those comics to the general population, the Christopher Nolan films definitely brought it back into the mainstream. And that's why you're seeing a lot more of that, whether you want to call it exploitation of the IP or addressing the IP um, or whatever it is that that's, that saga certainly brought brought it back to the forefront of what really is a, a huge, you know, basically a cultural character, a yep. truly American kind of milestone character. Um, knowing that you would probably pick the film, I picked a graphic novel, not to say that oh, you was pick wrong. The TV show? You didn't pick the animated TV show? I know. I, um, it, hint, I somebody got you the, the killing joke that you love so much. Uh, yeah, it's great. Um, the novel I chose is actually Batman Year One, which is actually – Written and illustrated by Frank Miller. Frank Miller is, of course, uh, his own creator of Sin City, 300, a bunch of other things like that. Uh, but it was one of the first graphic novels that I did read. It was recommended to me. Um, and it kind of really is a kind of dark and gritty, gritty take on this character in his first year. I didn't realize he uh, did write a graphic novel on Batman. I thought it yeah. was... Who was, he, um, who was the original guy? Or was it Frank Miller? No, Frank Miller just wrote... Uh, again, there's just like any of the comics... Right, these characters created long and long ago, um, and so different artists and different storytellers I have see. kind of taken it's just like film, right? I see. Um, they've kind of taken their own, taken the IP, taken the story, and they've kind of um, added to the legacy, as I see. it were. Um, so that's what I chose: Batman Year One by Frank Miller. It was released in 1987. Nice. Uh, we do have some fan questions to get through. Some of these questions may take a minute. Some of these questions may take a couple minutes. That's Some of these fine. questions may take zero seconds. Some of these questions are totally bonkers, but that's okay. Uh, that's okay. Uh, we love them. We love them. We, we appreciate, appreciate the feedback. It. Absolutely. And question number one, any excitement for Rush Hour 4? I'm going to speak for myself and say absolutely not. Yep. You took the words right out of my mouth. Nope, we're good. Move on. We're good? Move on. We're good. I, I, like, I did like Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker in the first one. I thought it was very original, but of course they came out with three, two other sequels that were pretty bad. Yeah, um, I did happen to see a couple. Uh, I think it was Rush Hour Two or Rush Hour Three. They were not, it was not that good. Yeah. Um, it didn't have the same novelty to the original one, which I thought was pretty funny. Rush Hour Two basically told the same story in reverse, right? Yes. Instead of visiting, yeah, he's in. They're in America now, or they're in they're in Asia. Yeah, they're in Asia. Um, yeah. And then I can't even remember what the third one was, but it wasn't very good. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But I appreciate the question, anyways. I know yeah. some people are fans of Rush Hour, the franchise, and that's fine. I don't know what they're going to do without Brett Ratner. Um, was he the original director? He directed all three of them. Oh my gosh! Um, again, so Brett Ratner, as even he's jumping before, ship. He, well, he he's sim- he simply is not going to be working I'm anytime soon. Um, but Rush Hour Four, according to all reports, is still happening. Who knows if it actually does? It doesn't really mean anything unless the cameras are rolling. There's basically thousands and thousands of films in pre-production. Until the cameras start rolling, I won't actually believe it. Yep. Uh, question number two: How long should I wait until I attempt to visit Galaxy's Edge? Great question. Great question. Um, honestly, a year. Two I put years? I put a year too. 
I mean, I put the here. initial rush is going to be crazy. It will and then be. when the second ride opens in August, I believe is what we talked about. Yep, yep. In the fall sometime, there's going to be another main rush for that. You know, I mean. How, how It depends on how long you want the immediate gratification. How patient, yeah, are, how you patient are, are you? Yes. I think Joe's done a great job of covering Galaxy's Edge for us, and, and he'll continue to do that as well. Um, there was some news out of Star Wars Celebration that will that will recap last next week. Um, but a reminder: Disney, just like they do for most of their new attractions, they won't offer fast passes for these no. rides for at least I would say the first solid year or something like that. And it's on a limited and it's on a limited admission. You need it's no one you're not guaranteed admission. So it's like, right. do you really want to go and wait two hours for two hours plus? You know, I would imagine it's going to be two hours plus. Who knows how long for it's going to be? It's, it's going to be just for one ride that may that may not be. You know, depending on and we've talked about this before. Depending on the size of your group that you're with, it may not be a fulfilling, satisfying experience. Whereas if you're going with a group of let's say four or five friends, or you have a big family of you know you know you got uh, stepsisters or whatever in laws right. or whatever you can take. You know, you got extended families you can take. You can all go to the, and sit in the same Millennium Falcon ride. It may not be worth it for you to, if you know, if you just, if you're just a couple, if you're just two of us, right? If you're just two people, you know, you and your girlfriend or whatnot, you yeah, know, there's going to be a line to get into Galaxy's Edge. It's going to yes. because the capacity just inside the land yes. going to be limited. And then if you want to wait for the ride, it's even longer. It's going to be even longer. So you're basically looking at five, six hours just in line at that point, and that's not even like. I'm going to get a fast pass and tell no, my fast pass. Nope, I'm just going to explore nope. the land. Um, it's going to be wall to wall. They're going to fit as many people in as possible, it's but crazy. there's still going to be a huge wait. I would say if you want to go to like Disney, California, during oh, absolutely. That time, you actually might get like front of the line for anything. In sure. Disney, California and credit coaster. Yeah. So you can just, if you're going to be around in the area and you don't want to fight, what is galaxy's edge, which I'm both of us are extremely excited, but I'm not going to fight that. Um, you know, we could hang out in Disney, California all day and just go front the line for Guardians and Credit Coaster, Radiator Springs, all that stuff. But that was what we would do. I know some people that are going basically opening weekend. That's, and that's just that's just who they that's are. Awesome. And that's great. That's awesome. Good if for they, you. If they're, if they're gonna go, have a good time. Come back and awesome. tell us how the ride is, but you know, that's probably gonna be your only ride that day. That's all right. <laughs> if, if that's what they want to do. And it'll be worth it. It'll probably be worth it. Uh, this next Good question, question. Good is question. for you, Joe. I think I know. this comes on the heels of That's... you mentioned the Joker, you mentioned Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson. Um, the question for you is, Joe, no love for Mark Hamill as the Joker in the Batman animated series. Mark Hamill reprised his role in a bunch of these direct-to-video films like The Killing Joke, things like that. Um, but, Joe, you're not necessarily a fan not a fan, but you haven't really watched. I'm it not really it. exposed. I haven't really been exposed to that to that character yet. Um, I know I did. I know you're a big fan of that. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize this is okay. This, this sounds like a dumb question. Follow up question to this. Mark Hamill so again. No dumb Luke, Luke Skywalker, only, only right? Dumb people. Luke, Luke Skywalker. Yes, Mark Hamill is same guy. Same guy. And he plays the Joker. And the animated series, he voices the Joker. Yep. Was he very? Was he? He was pretty He's good. Great. He's great. He plays joke. that. <laughs> yeah, if you ever watch the animated series and you kind of get that iconic laugh and you get that iconic. That was him? That was really? Mark Hamill. A lot, of, that, people, a lot I, of people didn't know that. I didn't time. know that either. That's why I was surprised by the question. I was like, really? He did He did so the Mark joke? Mark Hamill was a – this is kind of a background. Maybe Joe's interested or not. I am. Mark Hamill was more of a – when he was first starting, he was kind of a soap 
uh, like, a, like a daytime soap opera type okay. of star. Okay. Got his break in, in Star Wars, obviously, which everyone in the world went to see ten times. Um, and then for the longest time, Mark Hamill had a hard time getting cast in films or TV stuff simply because people only saw him as Luke Skywalker. They only mm. saw him in that part. Interesting. Um, kind of the same for Carrie Fisher to a certain extent. Harrison True. Ford was the one that kind of broke out well, and did other things. He had done other extent. things. He had done other things. Sure, at he, that had point. Done, he had done American Graffiti up to yeah. that point, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, he did do American Graffiti. That was interesting. Yeah. Um, so Mark Hamill did, did that film and it. The film and the the films, the TV show, um, he's done a bunch of them. He's continued to stay with it, and and he's great in it. And you don't you don't know it's him. You can't hmm. tell that it's him. Cool. Um, so it's I'll very very cool that he's in it. Um, if you if you like Batman, the character, the animated series is very much like the early comics. Yes. That are out, and again, they're told in comic form in the sense that it's twenty minute episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a long continuous story, but you can watch each episode as it were. And not necessarily have to watch the whole series. Gotcha. As it were, there's again. So if I was to watch the Killing Joke, could I just watch that? Yeah, and would it, that and be you, cool? Yeah, you would. You would know. It's like a two-hour joke. It's like a two-hour yeah. movie. It's like it? an hour and a half, I think. Okay. Same thing. But again, it's you're getting in the animated series. You're getting the full rogues gallery, so you're getting all the villains. And again, Poison Ivy has a story arc in some of these episodes, and you get mm. Bane in some of these episodes. Again, the films, it's very hard, right? Because you. You can only have one or two villains, basically, because you're familiar gotcha. focusing on Batman. Um, in the animated series, they did that for Spider-Man to... too. They, they yeah, there's anim- there's an animated yeah, series yeah. for a lot of these. Superman has an animated series. A bunch of these again. That's how they started, right? Hmm. Saturday morning cartoons. I remember that because that's how they were sold. Anyway, yeah, Mark Hamill. Hamill. I it's not that I have no love for Mark Hamill. I just didn't realize that he was the Joker, and I really, I haven't really expose myself to the animated series so i'm not really you would like it, it. I, i'm sure like i would it. i'm not i'm not I, I i i'm sure i would um but i i'm just not in a position to love or dislike mark hamill as the joker because i don't Fair really, enough. yeah i haven't seen him uh question number four game of thrones has arrived who is your favorite favorite game of thrones character joe is not a game of thrones watcher so i will take this question. hey hey, hey. you have an answer i do have an answer great the uh, dragon the dragon, which one? There's three. I don't know. All right, because there's three of them. Pete's they're all, dragon. They're all very distinct. Pete's dragon. Um, I will say, Game of Thrones first episode dropped last night, which was Sunday night, the 14th. Did you watch it? I did. I did not watch it live. I always DVR, but I watched it last night. Um, we are not. I'm not going to recap Game of Thrones okay. every episode. Okay. Um, again, for spoilers and things like that. But first episode was last night. Was it epic? It was awesome. Um, again, there's only six episodes. I've heard in this season. So the first episode didn't necessarily have a lot in terms of action, but it, it reunited a lot of the characters, and it starts to set up what you feel is going to be the final battle um, and who's going to sit on the Iron Throne. Uh, for you um, sports betting junkies out there that like to gamble in multiple Las Vegas sports books, including the MGM Grand, uh, you can actually – Wager and gamble who will who will sit in the Iron Throne. <laughs> um, they have that on they the. They do. They have that on the on the on the digital board. They do, and it apparently changes on a week by week basis oh as odds God, go up and down. Funny. Um, one of the characters who is heavily favored, and I would say favored to a certain extent, is the character that I wrote down. Uh, it, is, it is Daenerys Targaryen, who's played by Amelia Clark. Joe would know Amelia Clark. She was actually Kira in in Solo. Star Wars story, she was the female lead. I only saw it once. I don't remember. Okay, well, she was the female lead in Solo with Star Wars story. Okay. Daenerys Targaryen is the mother of dragons, so she actually controls the dragons. 
Um, I liked her character from the beginning in the sense of she was not related to the Starks. She was not related to the Lannisters. She was kind of her own character, kind of doing her own thing, um, kind of leading her own army to a certain extent. She, again, as the mother of dragons, she really is kind of the one that kind of brought this fantastical element to the series and kind of now where the series is at now is in large part to her character. Uh, Will she win? You know, she's a very popular character, um, which makes me believe that even though she's quote unquote, a betting favorite to be there at the end because of how the story, the storytellers tell the story makes me believe she will not be there. Um, because they have killed off so many characters in this story and they've killed off so many popular characters in the story. Um, it makes me believe she will not be there in the end. I also like her in the simple sense that Amelia Clark, as the actress, she actually had like brain surgery um, and she almost died and no one really knew about it. Then she wrote this op-ed piece in the New York Times recently, which is kind of a very cool thing. Uh, so yeah, Daenerys Targaryen is my favorite Game of Thrones characters. Uh, only five episodes left if you guys are watching, which I know a lot of you are. Um, so let us know who you think is going to sit on the Iron Throne. Um, cause I'm interested always to hear what you guys think. There's lots of fan theories out there, lots of fan stuff out there. Um, and again, as I mentioned before, no one knows cause the books for this series haven't been written yet. So you can't just read ahead and be a little cheater and kind of copy off the test as it were later on by reading the book. So who knows what's going to happen? Uh, but great question. Next question, is there any film or TV show that you would like a restaurant themed after? After, this is one of the hardest questions I think I've ever gotten. It took me a while to kind of get through some answers. So, Joe, if you have one. I have a couple answers, but, but a couple of them I kind of would piggyback off of yours. Um, I know off that. Of yeah, off of, I, I'm pretty sure you're going to pick something like this. Okay. Um, do they have a Ratatouille restaurant? No, I know they have a Ratatouille a great, ride. Oh, that's a great answer. I didn't and, then I have an, that. and then I have a good answer, an even better answer. That's a great answer. Bob's Burger Shack. Oh, wow. That's that amazing. I, that I don't watch, but I know Mac does. Those are great answers. I didn't those are amazing those. answers. I didn't even think of those. What'd you choose? What'd you choose? I honestly, because Game of Thrones is in my mind. Game, of Thrones? Game of Thrones? I was going to put Game of Thrones. I feel like you could have a large restaurant, then you could have different sections of the restaurant representing different lands. Very cool. And then you could be like, oh, I want to sit in House Tyrell or House Lannister. Yeah, no Things idea. Things like what you're that. Um, and I also picked Chef. Uh, which was one of my favorite John Favreau films. Um, maybe you could have like a food stand, like in. Didn't he have a food truck? Was it was like it a, a food, food truck. truck. It was a food truck, and then it became yeah. a restaurant. Oh, okay. so that's why I chose that. But your answers were, were Bob's much better. Burgers. Those are great answers. Um, maybe <laughs> now that Disney owns Fox, they can have a Bob's Burgers in Disneyland. Maybe, Disney, probably downtown Disney. That'd be very, very cool. Disney. If you're paying attention, I, I, I that was you heard it first here. Can they have it, or they got to pay you for it? They can have that one. They're not listening anyways. They can have it. They if Bob Iger, if you're listening, you can have that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, last question. Again, great questions, guys. What are some examples of perfect casting? What are some examples of awful casting, especially with an actor and actress? You may like. Again, this is subjective because it's your opinion. Yep. Um, do you want to go first? You want There's to go so first? many. I mean, I, I – okay. For me, this was actually somewhat of a difficult question. Not because I couldn't find any examples of perfect casting, especially from actors and actresses that I like, but finding examples of awful casting with actors and actresses that I like. That uh-huh. was difficult. Um, sure. I came up with two two main ones that I thought were pretty awful, mm-hmm. and one of them I know that you would agree with me, and that is Edward Norton in The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. 
That's a good he, one. He was not – that was not – after seeing him in many of the movies, and I really like him as an actor, you know, in Seven and this – not in Seven. What else was he? Fight oh. Club? Yeah, Fight Club, Primal Fear. He was in a bunch of other movies. He's in – He's in. Uh, even in even in that movie with Mark Wahlberg where okay. they're trying to steal the money. Uh, oh, yeah. It will come to me. In a yeah, I forget. The Italian and, job. The Italian job. Even in the yeah, Italian yeah, yeah. job, he was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just wasn't the right pit. Yeah, pit it wasn't the right role for him. And then this one might surprise you. Um, I put Natalie Portman in Revenge of the Sith, which was an awful, awful performance. It wasn't a bad performance by her, but it was like a culmination of just a lot of bad things in that movie, and she was just happened to be a part of it. She's, so you didn't like her in that. I movie. didn't like her in that movie at all. She was amazing. What about in the first two films? Did you like her? She, well, like she was. She didn't play like the oh, like I'm losing my my uh, love of my life. Yeah, the love of my life. She wasn't like totally. Just the scenes where she's acting really distraught just did not resonate. It's a little with soap opera. Yeah, it did not resonate with me at all. But um, those are the bad ones. I mean, do you have any bad ones? I do. I put Johnny Depp in both Alice in Wonderland and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Okay. Again, because I feel like it just – they're trying – at that point, that was when Johnny Depp was at his hottest, as it were, as an actor. And they just tried to capitalize on his quirkiness and it just felt okay. unauthentic. It felt not good. I picked Sofia Coppola in Godfather Part 3. Again, not necessarily because it's – Never seen You it. know – Again, the the rumor is is that or not the rumor. Basically, oh, isn't that Francis Ford? Yeah, Francis wife? Ford. No, it's his, his daughter. His daughter. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola had um, someone else lined up for the part, and then they bailed. Basically, kind of like a month before shooting, so he hired his daughter, who had never acted before, who oh, had never beautiful. did anything, um, and she's kind of acting this kind of straight, kind of larger than life part, basically opposite Al Pacino, and it just it does not come off very well. As a director, Sofia Coppola is great. I love what she does. Uh, but as an actress, her first film was basically The Godfather Part Three, and it was just like, yeah, you probably <laughs> should have not started with that. Uh, so that's that. And I also put, picked Russell Crowe and Lame is Rob uh, simply because he's not a great singer. And he and that was I forgot he was nice. I was, was looking at your notes. I saw Russell Crowe. I was like, oh, he better not put the Gladiator no, on. And again, Russell Crowe is great as an actor. He's just not a great singer. Okay. And he was in Love as a Rob, and it was a musical. And so yeah. people like Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman good, is Hugh a Jackman trained Broadway singer. He's a trained musician. Um, and you, when he sings, he's great. Anne Hathaway, when she sings, she's great. They're trained singers. Who else was in that? Um, uh, Eddie Redmayne's in it. No, the. Uh, the sister, the sister of the girl that you saw in the, the sister of the girl that I saw. Sorry, you're gonna have to think about it and, and, and get back to me at Cinequest. I don't know what you're talking about, buddy. That's okay. Uh, not Dakota Fanning. She was Dakota there. Fanning. I thought she was in it. No, she wasn't in. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, Russell Crowe as as not um, not can't, great. Can't in that sing. Role. Can't sing. Yeah, it just wasn't All for right. him. Um, and again, maybe that wasn't him. Maybe that was the casting director Fair saying enough. we're gonna put you in there. Do you have any? You have some good ones, right? Oh, I got so many. It's it's. Oh, and I also put. I mean, an, an actor I don't necessarily particularly like. Uh huh. He's he's good in certain roles, but he was bad in this role. Ben Affleck is Batman. Okay. I'm sorry. That just did not. Some people don't like him. Some people do. I, I get oh, it. People it's, do like that. I mean, that, for me, that was the best part. He about was that, so that was good the in the town, and that was it. He was the best part about Batman v Superman, oh. besides Gal Gadot. 
Besides Gal Gadot. Again, Gal Gadot um, was only in it for I have so minutes. many, I have so many, there's so many um, options. Um, anyone who likes me or anyone who knows me knows I like Christopher Nolan films. Everyone likes you, Joe. Uh, thanks, Mac. Um, there's a lot of characters, a lot of actors and actresses that he, that he chose in his films, in mm-hmm. particular the Batman films. Heath Ledger as the Joker, Gary Oldman as Winston Churchill too, yeah. not just as Commissioner Gordon, but as as Winston Churchill. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, Patrick Stewart as Professor X, Rami Malek as Freddie Mercury, oh, Al Pacino as Scarface. Al Pacino as the Godfather, so good. He was also as Scarface, of course. Um, and pretty much a lot of Marvel characters are actually really well. One of the things that Marvel does yes, as well as their casting. Yes, the casting is very, very well done. Um, I mean, who started it all? Robert Downey Jr. Can you think of a wrong Marvel casting besides no. Edward Norton? Because I can't. That's think the only one. That's the only one that comes to mind. Yeah, in my mind, maybe Natalie Portman. Again, not to pick on Natalie, but she Portman. wasn't like. She was a love interest. She wasn't an actual yeah. Marvel character. Um, yeah. And then, I mean. Like I said, Mac Mac knows how many movies I have. I just I, I I went down my list of movies and I picked out actors that really shined in their roles. Uh-huh. Um, even Mickey Rourke as the wrestler, I thought he played. Uh, Mickey Rourke in Iron Man Two was not great. He was terrible. Yeah, but they did say, but that was like a highly anticipated film that fell flat. Absolutely, but yeah. it was super anticipated. I was excited yeah. for it, yeah. and that's part of the reason why I ranked it higher. Than Iron Man three because I was actually excited about it. Oh. But anyway, but anyway, yeah. Just I mean, there aren't really many bad choices that I could find. I mean, I like Leo DiCaprio. I didn't like Tom Hanks in the Terminal. I thought that was an awful role. Okay. That was pretty bad. I could see that. I haven't really seen many bad. The actors and actresses that I really enjoy and I like seeing on screen. They don't really do bad films per se. I mean, there are some, you know, flops out there, like I said, like Tom Hanks and Terminal and like Larry Crown or whatever that was. Yeah, Thomas Crown Affair, right? No. Oh, no, no. Yeah, Larry right. Crown, right. Yeah, where he yeah, plays yeah. like an old guy going back yeah, to college yeah, yeah. or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, He's yeah. Julia Roberts, yeah, yeah. something like that. Um, but yeah, I'm like Leo DiCaprio, I, I can't find a bad a movie he's been in that's bad that he doesn't, right. even when he was a kid. Um you know, I mean, I'm mean, I'm even a fan of Titanic. I mean, that's a great movie. But in any event, let's hear what you if got. If you don't like Titanic, we'll fight about it. It's a good movie. Let's see what you got. I cried at the end. I only picked a couple. Um, to be fair to Johnny Depp, I think Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, boom! He's great in Huge. that role. Again, that was a role that maybe not a lot of people thought of who he was. I remember. When it, re- film, it resurrected his career, kind of. Yeah, thing. I mean, basically, he was not really a huge working actor at that point. He had no. only really done kind of these. Edward, you know, the Edward films yep. and these kind of Tim offbeat Burton characters and, and he wasn't necessarily viewed as a studio bankable star. Um, and if you read kind of the biography of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one, they actually offered it to a bunch of other actors like Russell Crowe. They offered it to a bunch of actors. He had, then he ended up taking it and he was perfect for the role. Absolutely. Um, maybe the last couple of films weren't great per se. But it wasn't him. But he's it wasn't great. His character. He's still great in the role. Yes. Um, and I actually put... Daniel Craig as James Bond, um, simply because it harkens very much back to Sean Connery's kind of James Bond role, mm. and Sean Connery is my favorite Bond. Not that I have anything against Pierce Brosnan or Roger Moore, I think they're all great. Um, but Daniel Craig is kind of creeping up there. We'll see how the last Bond The last one wasn't very out. good. Spectre was yeah, not Yeah, but I, I still thought he was good in it. The story wasn't great. 
You're right. The story. Um, so if the last one comes I was, through, I was maybe we will uh, Waltz too. maybe we'll uh, re-rank it. But right now, Sean Carney's my cool. favorite. Cool. But those were all great questions. Yeah, guys. keep it coming. We're still working through some of these questions again. We took some time off, and then we had some other things happening. So I promise you, I will get through your questions. We'll get through another little batch next week. But keep, yeah. please keep sending cool. them in. I promise you, we will order them at some point. Uh, answer them at some point, not order them. You are. I've already ordered them. Uh, film reviews. Uh, I did see some films. You saw some films. I went to the wrong movie theater. Yeah, That's what happened to me. Happen. Uh, I to me. saw Shazam last week. Finally, wait a little bit longer than I thought I would. Uh, it was great. It was everything I wanted from the film. It was everything that was advertised. I didn't necessarily like, overly love the ending per se. How it okay. kind of ends. But everything in terms of the characters, everything in terms of the development, um, it's fun. It's a fun film. It's what the character's supposed to be. Uh, Zachary Levi is great as Shazam. He's kind of that lovable person, uh, the lovable superhero, and it's it's fun. Um, I don't want to see this character necessarily connected to other DC characters, as it were. I'd love mm-hmm. for this character just to kind of stand on its own. Um, and I think that's the direction that DC's going. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was great. I loved everything about it. I would highly, highly recommend it. Um, if you take out the failure that is Justice League, and it's hard to ignore that, um, DC's on somewhat of a nice little run right now with Wonder Woman, then you had Aquaman, then you have Shazam. You know, the more I think about it, though, Aquaman really is its an okay It's not a great movie, no, but it was well-liked. Okay. It was positive. It made a lot of money for the studio. Jason Momoa is a, a really good example of great casting. Um, because he kind of True. fits that role. Just because he looks like a Viking. Sure. <laughs> uh, the next film is... And he's ripped. He is yoked. Uh, the next film is Hellboy, uh, which, of course, is the second adaptation of the character. The first was the Guillermo del Toro versions. We'll Ron, talk a little Ron bit Perlman. about... Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about the box office in a second. Um, but this just fell flat for me. It was something I was excited for. It fell for. flat. Yeah, it just, it did not know. You didn't like the humor? No, it, it didn't know what type of film oh, it yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah, be. Yeah, it started it. off as kind of like a comedy, then it took a very serious turn. And then the, the third act just straight up becomes like a horror film. And it just, it, it just felt off tonally. Uh, the CGI was not great. I liked David Harbour, um, who played Hellboy. I thought he was fine. Um, but it just did not, again, it felt like a very long film to set up a sequel. And again, I've spoken about this before, you know, sequels are fine. Prequels are fine. I don't care if you want to continue a story, tell more stories, but if you're just telling a story to set up another story, to set up a sequel, um, to me, that just seems, you know, disingenuous. Yeah. It's just not, Oh, here's this cool little Easter egg. I wonder what this means. Well, everyone knows what it means. Cause you're going to try and do it in the sequel. Like, it's just dumb. <laughs> so, Hellboy is that. I did see The Missing Link today. I very much enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I, like I saw that. Um, again, I like, I like stop motion. We'll talk a little bit about the box office in a second, but apparently people don't like stop motion films. They like mostly the animated films. I thought it was enjoyable. I thought it was fun. It, it looks nice, like a funny film. Yeah, it was a nice little hour Zach and a half Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis. Galifianakis. Hugh Jackman, Zoe Zaldana. Uh, it was good stuff, so... Of the three films, I would I would recommend I would give a strong recommendation to Shazam. I would give an okay recommendation to Missing Link, <coughs> and I would give a hard pass to Hellboy unless it you know comes out on Netflix or like that. You just want to kill a couple hours. You didn't miss much, uh, but there's that. 
As far as the box office goes, apparently people agreed with Hellboy. It only opened at $13 million. Hmm. Domestically, it is less than half of the previous two films, which says a lot because Yikes. those films came out a while ago. Um, it had an awful cinema score as well. had the lowest cinema score. had like a C-plus cinema score, which is very, very bad. Um, Missing Link, again, we talked about people are not necessarily interested in stop motion. I don't know if that's the case in terms of Leica does tell stop motion films, but they're also, they're not Pixar, they're not Disney. They tell a little bit more, I don't want to say adult themed films, but they have a lot more adult content to them. Okay. So it might not be necessarily the perfect fit for kids. And I think parents kind of, you know, maybe stayed away from that. That only opened at $6 million domestically. Like it was really, really low. Um, So this stop motion I don't think it's because of the stop motion technology. Right, but I think maybe I think it's more because will... people really didn't know anything about the character. That's true. That could be a point. That's I don't good know. point. Uh, Shazam was the number one film for the second week in a row, pulled in twenty three million dollars domestically. It's not a huge turnaround for Warner Brothers in DC, but it's solid. Um, it will have another week basically of its own. You know, opening up next week, there's a horror film, which is coincidentally from Warner Brothers. Um, but Shazam should. Oh, is that the one with uh, like Dennis Quaid? The, no, it's The Curse of La Llorona. Oh, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. That looks know, absolutely terrifying. Yeah, I don't know much about it. I think it's a James Wan produced film. I'm not sure. We saw the preview when we, when we watched A Glass, and it looked yeah, absolutely yeah. terrifying. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I remember it now. It was terrifying. Um, but Shazam should have another week to play by its own, and then the juggernaut that is Endgame will simply just crush. Swallow it. Yeah, basically, if, don't be surprised cool. if your theater company has 10 screens and they're all playing in game at that point. Um, so, yeah, that's the, the box office news. Um, we're going to run down with some just some regular news right now. Uh, maybe a little bit of a surprise, maybe not a surprise. There's a Shazam 2 sequel in development. Again, in development means they're starting to write the script and things like that. Doesn't mean David Sandberg, who is the writer is going to come back, um, or the director, excuse me, is going to come back or anything like that. That hasn't been discussed. But um, Shazam 2 is in the early stages of a development. Again, I don't think it's a breakout hit for DC, uh, but again, he's not an A-list character. He's not a Wonder Woman. He's not an Aquaman. So he doesn't necessarily need to bring in A-list dollars. If you have a Batman film or a Superman film that does these numbers, then you're in trouble. But you have a C-list or a B-list character, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Um, and again, if they have their other properties work, they can do films like this. They can do films like The Joker. They can do these other Birds of Prey. They can do those type of films if people go out and see them. So there's that. Uh, we will have more information on the Disney Plus series next week, like I promised. But some news that came out before, the Monsters, Inc. show will uh, have original voice stars Billy Crystal and John Goodman reprising their roles. Max excited about that. Yeah, I, I love Monsters, Inc. Uh, maybe not a surprise that they're reprising their roles. Any surprises? Your Disney Plus is just shelling out the money. Well, and I think maybe they're – I don't – pro- I don't know. It just seems like as actors get – okay. And I don't want to make generalizations. Never mind. Forget okay. it. Okay. Forget it. You can think about that for a week no, and then come uh, back with some a I little have, more detailed response. No, I have I have a response. Well, I just don't want to say it. Okay. I just it just seems like, you know, Billy Crystal, when's the last time he made a movie? When I mean John Goodman's made a bunch of movies, but John Goodman's on a lot of TV now. He's Billy Crystal does a lot of, No, but when's, when's what's Billy Crystal then? 
Billy Crystal never made a ton of movies. Like, it's true, but just, I'm just saying. He, I'm he's sure he's more of like a stand-up type of guy. That, uh, like that. I'm just saying it seems like in a role that, that they would probably have fun and they would enjoy reprising. It's great as Mike Wazowski. Yeah. Mike Wazowski. Anyways, uh, the new animated film for The Addams Family dropped, which comes Mac out in October. Is so excited. I mean, I... I, I want to give it a chance. If you remember, Max loves the Adams Family. If you remember listening to a podcast previously, I mentioned Adams Family. There was a book on the Adams Family that I recommended. Um, any thoughts on the trailer, Joe? Or it just looks like an I anime. didn't really watch the TV show. I didn't watch the movies. Okay. I don't really no the, interest. Sorry, it's all right. It's, it's not my cup. I of tea. will say that it looked. And I don't drink tea, so it looked a. It looked a little too kiddish. Kiddish? Childish? Yeah, childish for me. Um, again, if that's the target audience they're going for, then I can't fault them for that. Uh, it looked very Hotel Transylvania. I see. And for me, I, that didn't necessarily excite me. It's got a great voice cast. It's got Oscar Isaac, Charlie's Theron. They are um, the two leads. So, you know, I want to give it a chance, but I, I don't know. It looks very childish. If you guys have seen the trailer, let us know. Or let me know. Uh, the Criterion Channel has officially launched. We talked about this recently. Mm-hmm. It is ten ninety nine a month or ninety nine dollars a year. So if you sign up for the year, you obviously basically save on two months, as it were. Too much money for me. Um, well, not I mean not too much money for me, but I I'm not going to pay for the subscription. Are you? No, it looks again. These Unless are it's these are, these are cla- yeah. That's what I was going to say. It looks these are classic classic films that that are Criterion films. Um, it, whenever, whenever Warner's does do their streaming service, if they bundle this yes. with the Criterion Collection, maybe they bundle the DC Universe, the DC Channel with that subscription, then I'm interested. But again, I'm not just going to straight up buy just this one $100 channel. $100 worth yeah, of classic movies. But I'm not going to watch a whole bunch of uh, something that make, might make Joe interested in it, the Apple Plus series is yes. Stephen King's 2006 horror romance novel, Lysy Story. Lysy Story. I never, I never, I, I have it, but I haven't read it. It will appear on Apple Plus on a date to be determined. Something that is very unique is that Stephen King himself will pen all eight episodes. Apparently, he does not write. Most of his adaptations, which is no, fine. he doesn't. Uh, but he's going to write all eight episodes, and J.J. Abrams will executive produce. Uh, cool. Any interest in this, Joe? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can watch from the comfort of your own home with the lights on and everything. You know, <laughs> um, I'd like to read the book first. Um, okay. I know it's kind of an interesting story about like a wife whose husband passed away. And she ends up finding like some old old manuscripts that he didn't publish or something like that, and then chaos ensues ensues somehow. Uh-huh. Um, I don't really know the details other than that. Like I said, it it didn't strike me as like one of his stories that I was jumping for joy to read. Okay, but you know, there's other stories that sound more appealing to me. I know they made like Under the Dome that looks really cool. I haven't read that book yet, but um, this one it. I remember I started to read it, and then I was like, yeah, I'm not really that interested. So there are other stories I think were better. It's one of those things that, again... But but he's penning it, and J.J. Abrams is on board, so... Apple Plus is I'll give it. I might, I might give it a try. They're spending that money. They gotta I, might check that out, I might check out episode one. See they got to get new subscribers. They got to get subscribers on board, so they're going to kind of do that. In honor of Batman's 80th birthday, Batman... 
87, 399 will return to cinema in Fathom Events. So this will be the first four Batman films. So the first two Tim Burton films, and then the next two uh, Joel Schumacher films. So Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. Uh, they'll return to cinemas. I actually thought Batman, Batman Forever wasn't bad. I, I like Batman Forever. I thought it was a nice blend of actual kind of Batman and Returns. It had Jim Carrey in it and Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. Jones. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever no, seen. No, it wasn't the worst. Um, but I definitely like the first two better. Yes. But, um, so yeah, if you've never seen, like I've never seen Batman, the original Batman, obviously because it came out in 1987. I've never seen that on the big screen. Hmm. So that would actually be cool to see it. I specifically do remember seeing Batman Forever and Batman and Robin in screens. I do too. But I was uh, I had to be in middle school at that point. Um, but I remember seeing the first ones. And so there's that. Um, if you're interested, the dates I believe it starts May 4th. It goes all the way through May. 4th. Cool. Uh, Fandango. May has the fourth report- be with you. Yeah, that's not it. Uh, Fandango has wrong franchise. Wrong franchise. Fandango has reported that Avengers Endgame has sold five times as many tickets. As Avengers Infinity War in its first week of sales. Duh. That's crazy to me. Um, either people are going four or five times or they are simply just getting new people to come out or what? Or they're just having more theaters. I don't know. Um, if you were, I, I did this to kind of just look, uh, just kind of scouring opening weekend at a bunch of different AMC theaters. I can't find anything, even on like the Sunday nights. The Sunday night at 1030 is like sold out. In these random theaters. Because they're the only time they're just sold out. So you basically can't get a ticket now. Very cool. So there's that. We won't be seeing it twice in one in a couple of days. That's for sure. I won't be. I mean, I'll, I'll probably see it the next week just because I'll, I'll want to revisit it. I'm yeah, sure. me too. But there's that. Again, we're going to talk a lot about Disney Plus next week. But some news that kind of broke before. Disney Plus will have a limited series with Jeremy Renner starring as Hawkeye. He joins the Loki series. The Winter Soldier and Falcon series and the Scarlet Witch and Vision series. So this will be the fourth Marvel Studios series on Disney+. Plus. Again, Disney Plus is heavily investing in these Marvel characters because, A, that is, what, that is what people want right now. And that is what people are, are, are buying. Um, so they're going to put these on the forefront of their streaming service. Any interest in seeing a Hawkeye nope. series or is Hawkeye better in small doses? He doesn't seem like he's that prominent of a character to me that you can make, but they're apparently they're uh, they're proving me wrong. Who knows? We'll see what happens. I'm sure there's a lot of Marvel fans out there who would love to see these characters on TV shows. Um, yeah. I, I mean, and this is something we can talk about on future episodes. I'm not sure what's going to happen in terms of Phase Four, mm-hmm. but. After Endgame, I need a break. <laughs> yeah, we'll get Spider-Man almost following up right away, but after that, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm speculating at D23, they'll have more of an announcement um, as to kind of what the future is. But they've only talked about potentially two films. Like we mentioned last week, they'll only have potentially yeah. two films in 2020. Um, so they're going to scale it back a little bit while they develop new characters and new storylines. Yeah. So who knows? Um, if you're looking for your Marvel fix, you may have to find it on Disney Plus, yep. which is again what Disney wants because they want you to pay for Disney Plus. So that's what's important to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney also released a full trailer for The Lion King. I have to say, it it looks pretty awesome. It looks awesome. It does. It looks pretty realistic. It looks pretty cool. This is gonna so make, realistic. This is gonna make a boatload of money for the studio. Sure will. Um, Not for me. So you know. 
It looks like it's going to, you know, honor the original. Uh, you can honor it by not making a farce out of it. How is it making a farce out of it? <laughs> you might not like the idea, but they're not, even they're even not making a farce they're even out of it. they're even making James Earl Jones who can barely speak making I'm not making sorry anything. sorry they even they even drudged up mm-hmm. James Earl Jones who I love he's not dead he's still alive. I know he's not but he sounds like he's going to. Oh god, that's awful! I'm sorry. He doesn't sound good. Don't apologize to me. Apologize to James Earl Jones. I, I love James Earl Jones. Plays Darth Vader. He plays some iconic roles, and now they're just. Oh, I'm sorry. He was great as Mufasa. That is Mufasa. The yeah, he was great in it in the animated movie. Leave it at that. So the one thing I will say about this trailer is we got a first look at Scar, who was who played is Scar? by Chewetjul Ejiofor. Chewetjul Ejiofor. He, he sounded is, familiar. Who else? What else was he, he in? He is in. He's the lead in Twelve Years a Slave. Uh, he's oh in, that guy. Yeah, he's yeah. In, uh, Doctor Strange. Yes, Doctor Strange. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. So he's in. He's in a bunch of uh, stuff. So he plays. Uh, he was also Scar. in a movie called Serenity. I don't know if you ever saw. I it. didn't see that. I don't okay. think science um, fiction movie. So, yeah, in the first trailer, we didn't get any Scar. and this one, we got Scar and we got the hyenas. Um, so I thought that looked cool. I'm excited about it. We saw Zazu for the first time. So Zazu? Yeah, John Oliver. Asan, asan, asquash, banana, All right. Um, as every, we do, every month, we do recommendations. This week, we're going to do book recommendations. I already kind of gave my book a recommendation. It was Batman Year One by Frank Miller, 1987. That's the book I'm going with in honor of Batman's 80th anniversary. So that's the book I chose. I already talked about it a little bit, so we're not going to go into it right now. But, Joe, I know you always have a great book. You always have a great selection. So let the people know what it is. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm kind of piggybacking on my book choice that I chose last month. I chose Pet Cemetery by Stephen King. Because the movie was coming out, Pet Cemetery, I well, I'd be interested to see how much it made in the box office. I know we didn't. It's, it's not really. It's, it's not. It's, it's not a. It's, you know. It's not a. It's not a movie that's going to make a ton of money. It'll make its money back. It'll make its money it's back. It's not. It's not making it money though. It's not. It's no, not no, no, no. 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 But no. it'll make its money back. There's um, a lot of horror fans out there. But anyway, so I decided to choose another Stephen King book. Um, this one I read pretty recently in the last couple of years. I very much enjoyed it. It's called Mr. Mercedes. Amazing book. Um, one of his best. Um, not so much, not so much in the horror genre as much as it is in the in the detective thriller drama or, or uh, uh, genre. It has some horror elements in it. Um, but it's very much about a detective story and it was fascinating to read. It's about, I won't, I won't give away all the details, but the, you know, other than the, the, the back of the cover of the, of, of the book, it's about a guy who murders like a bunch of people waiting to get jobs outside of like a Macy's or something like that. He runs them over with a car, hence the name, Mr. Mercedes. And then he, and then he kind of goes into hiding and the, and the, the detective who was trying to find him, he retires, and then this guy comes back and sends him a letter in, in the mail. And he's like, I'm back. Come stop me. Wow. So it was very interesting. It was very interesting. Very cool. What um, was the book? Uh, it's called Mr. Do you know? 
I don't remember. Sorry, I didn't. Is it a new? Is it it's a, fairly it's new. Newer? It's, oh, it's a newer. It's a newer book. book. They ended up making. He ended mm-hmm. up making, and it got a bunch of awards too. I don't. I. I I'm not privy to the okay. to the book to the book awards, but I know Stephen King did get an award for something. Um, Does it look like it's adaptable to film art or? Well, they do TV? have. They do okay. have. They, don't they have a, a series already, like on HBO or something like that? It had to do with Mister Mercedes. I, I don't remember. They may have. I genuinely don't. Or remember. maybe it was a different book. I think it was a different book. Anyway, but but yeah. the, but what he did in the, this this book got such. Um, it was so popular that he made two other sequels to this book with the same kind of characters. Nice. So. Take that for what you will cool. um, in terms of how the book ends. Yeah, but Joe loves sequels, so that's great that you got to read them. That's great. Um, Reading is totally different than movies. Great. Uh, anyway, Mr. Mercedes. Joe. Mr. Mercedes. Mr. Mercedes by Stephen King. Yep. Um, next little story. I'm not sure that I fully comprehend this entire story. Yeah. I'm not sure either of us do, but we've been tracking We're do it the, justice. We've been tracking the, the budding rivalry between Netflix and... And Apple, again, just kind of a throwback. It's past budding, though, if you say so. Sure. It's past budding. It's it's blooming. It's blooming. It is is coming to a full head. Uh, Remember at the Apple Plus presentation, they mentioned Hulu. They mentioned Amazon Prime. They mentioned all these things they'll be compatible with. Of course, the one major one that they didn't didn't even acknowledge in any circumstance is Netflix. Um, there's no love lost here yeah i mean they're basically <laughs> apple is trying to steal creators they're trying to steal talent they can pay more they're basically in the they're just competing for the same market again disney plus is as well amazon prime to a certain extent is but again a lot of people have amazon prime simply for the shipping um, which is That's why true. i started to do amazon That's prime. true you know the tv shows are just a bonus yeah there's um, and there's not much in the way of yeah amazon original is still content. in its infancy right yes. now uh, but Netflix and Apple, Apple is jumping full into this kind of streaming service. But Netflix has, I don't know if it's childish. I don't know if it's just a weird little coincidence. But you're going to follow up a little bit and just tell us a little bit about it to kind of what whatever knowledge you have. Um, well, in terms of, I guess basically what happened is, is Netflix had shut down the Apple AirPlay support, okay. which basically means that you can't Airplay netflix shows on your Through devices apple AirPlay, right yeah 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 apple airplay so i think sorry. you can still watch it on your device yes you just can't and that was what i was that was what i was confused about too was because it doesn't mean you can't watch it on like let's say your ipad because i have an ipad you can still watch netflix on the netflix app but you can't airplay it i mean yeah. maybe like on the on your Apple TV. Yeah. But I I mean I don't own an Apple TV, so I you know, I'm I'm kind of in the dark when it comes to this software right. and when it comes to that compatibility. So I don't know. I mean, it's it seems I don't want to say childish, but yes, it does seem like they're trying to like sever all ties with each other and kind of do things on their own. Um yeah. What's going to be interesting is when if if it gets to a certain point when Apple Plus does come out, are they basically going to take off Netflix on any device? That would be. Are they going to say, "Hey, on your that iPad, would be interesting"? You know, on Apple TVs, you won't be able to watch Netflix. That might be. be that might be. Well, that be antitrust. Point? Like, yeah, that so might yeah, be antitrust. I don't know. I don't know because they because they sued Microsoft for the same thing. That's true. They sued people sued Microsoft. Not sued, but. They got antitrust litigation because you could, because all the Microsoft computers had Microsoft Word. 
Yeah. Oh, you know, all the all the PCs had Word. They yeah. didn't have, you know, Notes or whatever the other competitors. Yeah. You know, they only had Microsoft Office. Yeah. So, you know, to me, they might be able, they might try to do it, but to me, that just sounds like you're setting yourself up for litigation. But yeah. I don't know, maybe they can do it. It just... I don't know. It's yeah, just, I don't know. It's um, but that it's, that that would be interesting if they did do that. It's a weird. That little, would suck. It's a weird little story. That would suck. But again, it feels like um, a lot of these services are are being able to be bundled. Uh, it does not appear in that any they're going to bundle Netflix with that their, Apple and Netflix Apple. are going to bundle in any. Well, why would capacity. they? They're competitors. I mean, it's like I don't know. I mean, it looks like Amazon Prime is right now is playing nicely with Apple and things like that. Um, yeah, because Amazon Prime is nothing compared to Apple. Well, Amazon I mean, Prime Amazon, is an entirely different, yeah. an entirely different service. Amazon. Yeah, they're so, not. They're not even dipping their toe in the pool. Yeah, to a certain extent. They so, had Jack Ryan series, and that was they, it. They got a decent amount of stuff, but you know, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. it's just interesting. No, yeah, interesting story. We'll have to see what happens in the future. We'll follow up, of course, if, uh, as always. Yeah, I mean, I I said it before. I'll say it again. I'm I'm gonna rue the day. I'm gonna miss the days when we had just Netflix. Not saying that it was better then, because we had because we had obviously we have more content now. We have more original shows. We have all this other new content that's coming out. But having everything, the convenience for the consumer, all in one place, was so convenient. Yeah, there's just too much. It's not going to happen ever now. again. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Not. You're not going to have the big box stores of of uh, TV shows anymore. You're not going to be able to go to Walmart and you know the the digital Walmart, as it were, to get all of your TV shows. You're going to have to buy these other subscriptions and yeah, cable is becoming less and less relevant. Yeah. Just, it's just interesting, interesting story to continue to follow up on. Yeah. So last week yep. in preparation for Avengers, I got, Endgame, I fixed my list by the way. Great. I fixed we're going to, we're going to talk about that in a second. We are, we have been counting down our, we are ranking the 21 Marvel studios films. Last week we did the, 21 through 15, which was the bottom seven. However, Joe had a little mishap. I did have a mishap. I missed so number. Do you want to? I'm just going to recite. I'm just going to recite 21 to 15. Yes. Can you do and that? Then, and, and then, then, then we're okay. going to start. Then okay. we're going to count okay. down and go back. And, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll, I'm going to run through this quick because I, I know I kind of mentioned them last week. Guardians 2 is at the bottom of the list simply because. Are you covering I, up your list? Yeah, I don't want you to see the top of the list. Just read, just read 21 through 15. Okay, Guardians 2 is 21. Incredible Hulk is 20. Iron Man 3 is 19. Thor Ragnarok I have is 18. Ant-Man and the Wasp is 17. Iron Man 2 is Hopefully 16. 16. And Thor 2 is 15. Thor the Dark World. Okay. Thor the Dark World. All right, so I think you possibly mentioned your number 14 last week, which you had it at 15. So why don't you go ahead and give me your number 14. Friend. Number then 14, I'm putting Ant-Man. It, it, okay. We're getting into the phase three films, phase two films. Phase, Ant-Man was phase two. The phase two, one. phase two, and phase three films for me. No, sorry, phase two films. You're right. Yeah. Phase two was pretty long. Um, we're getting into the, into the meat of the phase two films. Ant-Man... It was an okay film. It didn't blow me away. It didn't really give me anything new. Um, I do like Paul Rudd. It was funny. But I really wasn't 
engaged. And I yeah, and film fourteen. You're saying it's pretty good, so that must means you have a high. You have a high bar compared to, to the other ones. That's great. I think that's it's great. like it's like good versus it's like salt and pepper, though. No, I, I I'm at the point now where all these films I like. Okay, um, but they're I see. Just lowerly ranked. I see what you're saying. So number fourteen, I put Captain America: The First Avenger. Oh, um, again, it's it's a good film. It's it tells a lot about Cap's backstory and who he is. Again, you start to see the relationship between Cap and Bucky Barnes, which I think will play out throughout the other films. It's just not a great film overall in terms of tying into the larger universe. But again, I think Chris Evans is perfectly cast. I think you see that from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's a film that I could I can certainly rewatch. And I can certainly enjoy. So number 14 for me is Captain America, the first Avenger. Okay. Let's go ahead with your 13 film, Joe. Um, number 13, I put Thor, the first one. Okay. Um, I mean, it's good, but I, again, I didn't think, I know nothing about Thor. So, I mean, like, I, and again, I, I said it before, I, I didn't read the comic books. Uh-huh. So my exposure to these characters was very, very limited. Okay. And I'm not saying I don't like Thor. Um, he's certainly. He's just not your favorite. He's not my favorite character. Um, maybe not be- all your Thors and in, in, in well, it's not because it's not because they're bad films. It's just, I mean, uh, I, I I'm sure Thor Ragnarok is very good. I'm sure it's going to be in your top ten at least, mm-hmm. maybe even your top five. But I I haven't seen it all the way. You through. like Hemsworth, though, right? He's good. I do. He's very good at. And he's, he's perfectly and cast. He, yes, he, that's what I'm saying. All yeah. the Marvel characters are perfectly cast, but just the fact that he's a god, yeah, doesn't really resonate with me, and it doesn't sure. really. Joe's more of a Loki fan. As a I'm not a Loki he, he fan either. The next more to Loki. I'm not a Loki as fan either. As a person, either. you look at as Joe a person. And, and you think Loki. Yeah, as a person, as a role model, Loki. I look up to Loki. Yeah, my number thirteen film is Ant Man. Uh, again, I had it. So we're close. I had, we're it, close I had it rated higher than Ant Man and the Wasp. Absolutely. Simply for just the sense of it, it focuses a little bit more on Paul Rudd. It focuses a little bit more on his background, his story, why he becomes Ant Man. Uh, I liked uh, you liked Ant Man better than Captain America. That's interesting. I liked uh, I liked the Bee, who was the villain, who had the, who was the stinger. Um, I, I actually liked that villain. I thought he was okay. I liked Corey Stoll in it. Um, yeah, I just thought it was a better film. Uh, it was enjoyable. It was the first time you saw Paul Rudd in the MCU. So Ant Man is my number thirteen film. So why don't you give me your number twelve film, Joe? Number twelve film, not a great movie, but. Um, high to twelve, yeah, decently high. Well, again, we're kind of splitting hairs at this point because these movies I can clump them all together. Like pretty much the fourteen through the eight, I can clump together as like right. one category and one and one level. So they're not bad, but they're not. Your they're tops. not bad, but they're not the top ten. No, they're not your tops. Um, I put Avengers: Age of Ultron. I liked the idea. Yeah. It was interesting. I liked the fact that it had that guy from Blacklist, James as Spader, James Ultron. Spader as Ultron. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool, but I thought he wasn't. He was kind of a wimp. Sure, I could see. He that. was kind of a wimp. Like he just made a bunch of robots. It he was a, he was a big talker. He was not a lot. Yeah, of, he was not a lot of doer. That was what was disappointing about it. Was it was like he had a lot of cool lines. I liked him. I liked his voice. I like, like I said, I like the fact that it was James Spader, and this is like when he was doing Blacklist and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So you he's, know, he's menacing as the character. Yes, he is. Talking. He just didn't. Yes, he, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't do, do anything. He didn't kill anybody. He didn't. I mean, he again, killed, he killed. Um, who? He killed Quicksilver. 
No, that was that wasn't him. That was the machine gun. That was one of his little well, robots. Ultron's. Sorry. Yes, Ultron's. you're right. He did kick. He did kill Quicksilver. Yes. Yeah. Um, the one Avenger to ever die. Yeah. Is Quicksilver. For now. He was in and out. For yeah. now. Yeah. Eight, number twelve. Age of Ultron. We're about. That's about halfway. Yeah, yeah. I, I Age of Ultron for me. I was. I had that lower on my. You did. He had it very low. Um, I like the idea of having all the Avengers come back together. But it just felt like another episode at that point. So that's why I didn't have it higher. True. Number 12, you're going to be surprised by this, is Captain America Civil War. I had that that much lower than what I thought I would. I really, really liked the film. Um, It it, wasn't that good. It really just felt like Avengers 2.5 at that point. Um, And I I didn't like that it was a Captain America film. And a lot of it felt a lot about other Avengers. I wanted to see more Captain America. I wanted to see, just like Infinity War, I wanted to see more Cap. I wanted to see more of his story. And it really just felt like it was just another Avengers film. Yeah. I liked certain things. I I could see that. I liked liked the introduction of Paul Rudd to these other characters. I liked that you brought Hawkeye back. I liked some of that. I love that you brought Spider-Man. It does seem, in, like, it does seem like Avengers 2. I love that yeah. you introduced Black Panther. I loved obviously Spider-Man, like I mentioned several times. I love that introduction. It just didn't feel like a Captain America film. Fair enough. Um, so that's Fair why enough. I have it as number 12. Go ahead. Give me a number 11 film, Joe. Dr. Strange. Okay. Um, okay film. Again, I like Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. I like him as an actor. He's amazing in the imitation game. Um, and he's great as Doctor Strange. Again, these roles are pretty good. They they're they're cast very well. The characters, you know, I loved. I enjoyed the origin film of Doctor Strange, but I wasn't that attached to, I guess, his mentor. Oh. I forget who the mentor was. Uh, Tilda Swinton. Yeah, Tilda Swinton. I'm not a huge fan. Okay. Um, I did like. Having uh, the the uh, the antagonist, he was cool. And Doctor Strange, uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's cool. Awesome. I like him. I like Mads Mikkelsen. He's great. Especially you had Chiwetel Ejiofor in the film. You had Benedict yep. Wong in the film. It was a great cast. Yeah. Uh, my number eleven film is actually Captain Marvel. Um, again, okay. One that just I came out. That. I could see that. Uh, I really, really liked lots and lots of things about the film. It just did not crack my top. It just wasn't on that next level. Um, but I love Brie Larson in the part. I love the story for the most part. Um, I'm excited that she's a part of the Avengers. I'm not sure if I want to see more Captain Marvel films per se, but I really, really like. Uh, I really, really liked her. So go ahead and give me your number ten film, Joe. Number ten. Number DS. Halfway through. Um, <laughs> well, I'm more than halfway through. Right? I'm choosing Spider-Man: Homecoming. Okay, fair enough. It was one of. I'm it, glad that it at least made it to your top ten. It was in the top one. ten. It's in the top ten. But again, like, you're, I'm kind of splitting hairs at this point. Um, I do like he does. Uh, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. You like Tom Holland, right? He's I fun. do like He's Tom good. Holland. He's good. But apparently, and this is just a side note. Apparently, he can't be trusted. To tell, to tell, and to because he just spoils, he, he just spoils, spoils things. He spills the beans. So apparently, in, and so, so so like he's not given the script. Yeah, he's just given his lines, lines, and that's it. That is the funniest can't. thing I've ever heard. Um, because he'll just he just spill, can't be trusted. He'll just spill the beans. Um, I did like um, Michael Keaton as the bird, not the Birdman, the Vulture, the Vulture. Yeah, that was cool. But, I always get that mixed up. Too, yeah, because right? yeah, he was in Birdman. It's an honest mistake. Yeah. Um, 
but I just I it didn't it, it's it's an okay film. It's not. I mean, it is my top ten, but that's because there's so many, there's so few choices to put sure. in the top ten. I get it. Um, it's I'm certainly, just glad. it's I'm just certainly, glad that you have it's time. certainly one of, if not the one of the best Spider-Man films. Yes, so we've Good. discussed this before. Good. Go ahead. Uh, what's I, your, appreciate, what's your I appreciate. Yeah, that, of course. course. One one funny thing about Spider-Man uh, Homecoming or Spider-Man in general with Tom Holland. Um, funny story that kind of goes along with what you talked about. He went to a screening of Infinity War, and he thought that the film had ended, uh, and so he comes out and he's like, "See, I'm not dead. I'm alive." But it was before the film, and so everyone was kind of confused. They were like, wait, you die in the film? Like, no one really knew what oh happened. Oh, my god! So he, he was confused. He ruined the film? Yeah, for, like, this audience that came. I don't know if he ruined it because they were like, wait, what? I don't get it. How funny. Uh, but he thought it was, like, he thought it was after the film versus, like, before How the film. How funny. So Tom Holland just does funny stuff like that. Oh, my God. There's incredible YouTube videos of him and Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo is the other one that can't, apparently, uh, keep a straight story about it. So... There's that. We're on number 10. My number, number 10, 10 film is Doctor Strange, so we're kind of around the okay. same boat for yep, that. Yep, yep. Uh, I really, really... I like Benedict Cumberbatch. It's not the strongest origin story, but no. there's a lot about the film that I like. There's a lot about the character that I like. Yes. Um, it introduces a really, really good character. Uh, I like. I love the supporting cast with Benedict Wong, like I mentioned, Chouette for to even Tilda Swen. Mads Mikkelsen's a really good villain. Yes. Um, and at that point... At, you'd have really only seen these Earth heroes mm-hmm. to a certain extent. You, yes, you saw the first Guardians, but this was really the first time you saw a supernatural side to the Marvel Universe, and you saw magic kind of play into it. Yes, and so for me, that's why I maybe had had it was higher cool. The graphics were than cool. what I had, but that was why I put my number ten film. So go ahead and give me your number nine film. Joe. We're about the same place, Captain Marvel number nine. Okay. It was okay. I mean, it was good. It was enjoyable. It helps tie into Endgame. But it, you know, I mean, yes, I, I liked it better than Iron Man 2. But that's not really saying much. Right, that's what I'm course. saying. So, I mean, Captain Marvel was good. Brie Larson was good. It was cool to see Samuel Jackson back with his eye. I thought it was stupid how he loses his eye, but whatever. The flirking, um, man. It's crazy. It was a cat. The cats are flirking. Whatever. I don't know what to tell you. My anyway. number nine film is Thor, the first one. Uh, I really, really like Hemsworth. I really, really like the introduction. I really, really like the first part of the film when it's in Asgard. Um, when you see the dynamic of the relationship between him and Loki. You see Anthony, the, Sir Anthony yeah, Hopkins. Yeah, you see Anthony Hopkins. Love Sir this Anthony is the Hopkins. First, this is really the only film that Anthony Hopkins actually gets screen time in the Marvel Universe. I um, so I like that introduction. Once it kind of goes away from Asgard, it it doesn't peter out. It just changes tone a little bit. You don't but like I, it when he loses the Mullinger? Uh, Molnir? Whatever. How do you fucking say the Molnir. hammer? That's However your, you say the hammer. That's your one curse word. The hammer. Um, so Thor's I hammer. really, really liked it. I really, really liked the introduction. Again, this was when – again, it's kind of like the Iron Man thing where it's like – I, 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 I rate the film higher than maybe I would in general just because it's the first. Yeah. So I have a special spot for it. Is it the ninth best film? Maybe not. But for me, it holds a special place kind of in the heart. So that's my number nine film. What's your number eight film, Joe? Number eight film. We're kind of in the last same – Last one. Last one. We're kind of in the same boat. Captain America Civil War. Okay. Um, I liked it a bit higher because it was kind of cool to see the heroes fighting against each other. It's different. That was different. Um. 
there were some certain there were certain parts of the film, but yeah, it did seem like with Hydra, it did seem like Avengers two point five. Yeah. Um. So I wanted more Cap. I wanted more Cap. Well, I don't. Well, I I don't. Ha- I'm not. I'm not so high and mighty on. I want more Cap, but I, I could care less about the name. I just I just didn't think it was. Um, it wasn't as good or as original as the others. I mean, I knew no one was going to die. I mean, no, you, you could see this, you know, they, 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 they tantalized it as this big, as this big fight scene between Captain America, Winter Soldier and, and, and Iron Man. Right. And one of them was going to die and whatever. One of them was going to kill the other. You knew that wasn't going to happen. So, I mean, it was a little, dis- not disappointing, but, you know, you expect something to happen with some yeah, gravitas. Some states didn't actually happen. Yeah, and they're all going to be friends. Yeah, again. they all called the bluff. They called the bluff. Is all yeah. I'm saying. But that was my eighth film. Yeah, the best film, the best part about Civil War is simply the introductions of the other characters, like Black Panther, like Spider Man, things like that. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, so there's that. My number eight film. You're going to be surprised by this. If, if you put Bla- on my list, if you put Black Panther, I'm going to be surprised. Ah, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is my number eight film. You're kidding me. I'm not. You uh, love that film. I, you have I, the soundtrack to the film. I love all of these films, Joe. Again, this How is... How do you put Guardians of the Galaxy at eight? This is a tough choice, Joe. This is a tough list. My top seven are, are my favorite, favorite films. So number eight is Guardians oh of the Galaxy. Oh, my gosh. Um, I need wow. to be surprised by that. I didn't think you'd... Check. I put Guardians of the Galaxy higher than you. That didn't, is, didn't that is think, surprising. didn't think you'd run out of the... The recording studio, Joe. Like, I'm not running out. I'm just saying that is surprising. I uh, love the film. I, I love. It was enjoyable. It was funny. It was a very different. At that point, it was a very different type of film for the MCU. You loved this. Movie. I love all of these movies. I love Civil War. I like a lot of things about no, it. No, it. no, no. When this movie came out, you were like, Joe. It's got like a 96 percent run. It's got like it's a great ni- movie, it's got like a 98 percent run tomatoes. I bought the soundtrack. That's how much I love this movie, and I love this movie, and I put it higher than you, significantly higher than you. Great. Then we'll figure it out. I got it significantly higher. Great. Than you. Great. Someone that is surprising. Next week, we'll figure that out. Surprising. Uh, but for me, Guardians of the Galaxy is my number eight film. Gotcha. So next week, uh, we will cap it all off with our numbers uh, seven, seven through, one. through one. And then we'll do a little preview of Endgame as well as talk about the other things we promised we talk about. But that's great. Let us know what your favorite Marvel films are. If you want to give us an entire list, I'm more than happy to check that out. I'm always just to hear what you guys think. But there's that. We're going to finish off this show with a little bit of theme park news. Not a whole lot to discuss. There's some There's some news to discuss. You just what went to it? Disneyland. How was it? Uh, it's fun, as always. It was warm. It did was you check good. Out, did you check out Galaxy's Edge? Um, so I will say, <laughs> as we mentioned before, um, on Big Thunder, when you go up that first yeah, peak, you can see everything. Uh, it looks awesome. Because <laughs> it's so big, right? It's so lifelike. It's so just cool. You can see the top of the buildings. Um, I believe I saw the top of like a TIE fighter. So it looked pretty sick. Again, mm-hmm. even from Toontown, you can kind of see a little bit of the, the overhang of it. Yeah. Um, again, Disneyland, it's, you know, the lands are pretty open. You can kind of see through other lands and things like that. So you can see kind of into Galaxy's Edge from other little spots, as it were. But they've advertised it, and I believe it's true because of the way it's set up. When you're in Galaxy's Edge, 
you won't be able to see anything but Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> you won't be able to peer over to the Rivers of America or Toontown or anything like that. Cool. You're 100% immersed in Galaxy's Edge. Nice. Um, simply because, like in the Atlantis, you're just walking around, you can kind of see different things. Especially when you're like on the border of like Tomorrowland and Fantasyland, you can see both. You can yes, see kind of everything. Yes. But well, in Galaxy's even Adventureland, Edge, you can see Adventureland and Frontierland yeah. kind of go hand in hand. They're basically kind of right down the street from each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. New Orleans Square kind of turns right into Critter Country, things like that. But Galaxy's Edge is going to be one hundred percent kind of unique. Um, so it looked pretty awesome just from the really little snippet that I was able to see. Cool. So that's very cool. Um, a couple little news and notes. Uh, Disneyland DCA have now they're now starting to offer Max Pass Fast Passes for entertainment attractions, which are Fantasia and World of Color. So Disney World already has that option for all of their entertainment attractions. I'm not sure why it took Disneyland so long. It's just interesting. But as someone who has Max Pass and as someone who uses it, it's amazing. Yeah, it's very very cool to me. They even they've raised the price again. Oh, I'm sure. Um, because, again, they start out low, and then they just kind of raise the price once you become accustomed to it. But the adding little features like the entertainment options um, are very, very cool. And I you know, I love going to the shows and seeing things like that. I still haven't seen the new Fantasia yet where I was able to see a little bit of it. But it is a very, very different Fantasia type of show. Um, at Universal Studios in Hollywood, um, they are having a Dark Arts Month, which will kind of be maybe kind of a riff on... Kind of like a Halloween celebration for Disneyland. They're going to focus on huge. Not shows. now. Right now, it's nowhere near Halloween. I know, but it's gonna it's gonna be kind of that dark. Whatever they're doing, for Dark Month. I'm not yeah, sure yeah, why yeah. they're doing it now. The Dark Lord. He had, he he had, he he who shall not be named. Um, they're going to have a, as we mentioned before, uh, Hogwarts does a very very cool kind of projection on the castle in Universal Studios Hollywood. Now they're going to do another type of projection show, but it's going to be a dark art show. Cool. Which is going to be very, very cool. So I'm excited to see that at some point. If you are in Disneyland and Disney World for the next month or so, you will able you will be able to check out a sneak peek of Aladdin. They've done this several times before. If you're in Disneyland... Oh, like the first 10 minutes? Whatever, yeah. Something like that. They so show like the opening scene or something like that, and then they kind of do a little... Ah, salam and good evening to you, where they I friend. don't know if that's going to be I wonder it. if they have that guy. I don't know. They better. They better not have messed it up because it's too politically correct. Oh, my goodness gracious. I love that guy. Uh, so I know in Disneyland... It's Julian Price. In Disneyland, <laughs> they are uh, not... Sh- they're shutting down. They're going to use the theater of Path of the Jedi... In Tomorrowland, that's the theater they're going to use. So if you are hoping to see the Path of the Jedi short film in Tomorrowland for the next month or so in Disneyland, unfortunately, you won't be able to because they're going to show Sneak Peek of Aladdin. But that's that. We had a good show today. We We certainly did. It was packed. Next week is going to be a little more uh, focused. Um, We're not going to really have any film recommendations unless Joe goes and sees something, but I'm not sure he will. Um, We're going to focus mainly on... Uh, Star Wars Celebration recap, we're going to have a Disney Plus recap, and then we're going to have our Marvel Countdown, which will be our final seven films, which I think, based on our discussion so far, it's going to be inter- it's going to be an interesting top seven. Well, we have, we have, simil- we have some were. similarities. Yes. I'm sure we have some similarities. We have some differences yes. as well. Uh, please, as always, like, share, comment, rate, review, and subscribe. Share. Let, talk to your friends. Keep sending us questions. I promise we'll get to them yeah, thank soon. Yeah, Uh, As always, thank you for your patience. This episode comes out a day late. 
but I know that you guys are all loyally listening. Um, so we appreciate it. Um, so, so much. Anything you want to say to everybody, Joe, before we nope. head up? Enjoy. Go see some films. There's not really many films out right now, but save up and be ready for Endgame. Save up your money so you can buy popcorn. You can buy whatever you want. Buy the collectibles. It's a three-hour movie, so maybe don't buy too many drinks. Yeah. But, um, yeah. We'll talk a little bit about Endgame next week as well yep. because that will be our last show before we see it. Good stuff. And then, of course, we will have a spoiler review, a separate podcast on Endgame as well. Cool. When we get to it. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Yep, see you guys.